0: the players, the personalities, who come from around the world to play professional soccer in the United States.
1: Goal! Go, go, USA! Oh, it's incredible!
2: In a world where some call it football, football, or soccer, they dare to call it foosball. One thinks New York is blue, The other thinks New York is red. Soccer in America from a German perspective. Let them put some sauerkraut on your hot dog and join them for the Schnitzel Boys USA Hour. (laughs) Yeah! <laughs>
1: you like that, Max Bredos? Yes, I snuck in there. Oh, it's right there.
2: very good, very yes. good. Oh, and then and then it stops so suddenly, though. The the yeah, music. I need to anyway, fix that. I need to we, fix that So I
1: the so one thinks New York is red. The other thinks New York is blue. I don't know. I think it's light purple.
2: I mean, right. How can we even begin to? We we will not we will not be able to contain this this scintillating this scintillating game this epic conquest contest that was the Hudson River Derby this this uh, this Saturday. I mean, it contained multitudes. What can we what can we say? This was a it was a game of superlatives. Uh, it was uh, it had it all.
1: Yeah, it had it had everything because we predicted it. We said it's got zero zero right over it,
2: and we were sad. And we were right.
1: right. There were no surprises. <laughs> there were no magic of football. You know how sometimes <laughs> soccer can surprise you and be like, "Hey, that was a really great day. It was a good ninety No, it was unanimous all over the Twitter sphere at the stadium. Rebels bad. didn't show up. It was just a really boring display of how sad both of our clubs are right now.
2: Yeah, this is, this is, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. I mean, I like it. Yeah. I, I'm not good at predicting things. Usually in this case, I guess I, 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 yeah, we got it right. Nailed because, it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, we had our first shot was in the 56th minute. We had our first, we had our first shot and, and, and you all had, a had a bunch, but you have, a you have some impotent attackers out there. And uh yeah, it was Not gegen We've called this before in Germany. They say, you know, when it's like two poor teams. Not gegen Uh how how did we translate it? Suffering against po- poverty poverty versus uh poverty versus suffering. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Poverty ver- where we're poverty, you're suffering. Yeah, and we're yeah. and we're suffering. Yeah. I mean It there were hello alle, hallo, Hans- oh, hello Hans Wolf um it was uh uh the, i mean it, it had the it could have been it could have been different because we people showed up we had twenty nine thousand people there we had 50 did, we
1: had or 70 had, we well had 70 i mean guys.
2: that's not entirely true like i guess they i couldn't. know i know
1: but of the away it was funny i mean it made me it,
2: you, yeah you sold 70 tickets because that was like People had to pay like sixty bucks to sit, fifty, uh, to sit on the roof or something, right? I yeah, know
1: fifty, and I'm like, who
2: are they? Somebody, who are yeah. they fooling? Uh, yeah, I mean that was not a good deal. That's why only seventy people. Because they put they put the Red Bulls. I I send you a picture, right? Yeah, they yeah. Put the Red Meanwhile, Bulls fans in the upper deck. They were the only people in the upper deck at Yankee Stadium, and there were seventy of them, right? It was like there were seventy five, of them. Seven. I mean, there were obviously more Red Bulls fans, right? In general in the general population, including our section, where there were some like some uh, uh, f- f- some frisky teenagers trying to start something. With you, Or handsy with you? Not with me personally, <laughs> but they were. I mean, frisky in terms of, uh, you know, like doing Red Bull chants in the NYCFC oh, yeah. fan section. No, no, there were other it. people. There were other people who, who intimidated them. I'm not the enforcer. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not an enforcer at this point in my life. Uh, not that I ever was. <laughs> Yeah, no, you used to either. be an enforcer for the
1: Cambino <laughs> crime family, right? Isn't that what brought you to New York?
2: You, you right. answered an Pretty ad, funny. and it was an internship, <laughs> and then you worked your way up to soldier. That's right. That's exactly. I think that, you left that life behind. We're not. I mean, I I asked you not to talk about that publicly, but okay, I guess at some point, at some okay. point, it was gonna. You weren't gonna be able to help yourself. No. Now, now, uh, I guess I'm glad we made it. We made it this far, but yes, that is what happened. <laughs>
1: Well, at some point on StubHub, tickets were $2, which I've never seen before.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was a glitch or what, but like, you did not, you don't generally have to pay $50 to get into Yankee Stadium for our home games. It's just a big, you know, tickets are five bucks.
1: That's a glitch. And I'm I hope it was real. Five bucks is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I I never paid five. Like, the cheapest ever paid was seven bucks. That was like 10 years ago. That was two inflations Um, ago. So,
2: but yeah, people people showed up. This was our last, uh, Yankee Stadium home game. We're on stadium tour this week. We're playing three th- playing three home games, three different stadiums in one week. Is that real? What, what other What other team has that to offer? What other What uh, where do you get this much variety? The Harlem Why Globetrotters. Why wouldn't you? Perhaps? Why uh, uh, I, unless you're following Taylor Swift on her on, on you know around like this is we're like a rock band. We t- oh, we go cool. on tour. Even our home games are are all over the place. Are you yeah, playing at I, the uh, band
1: shell? You're playing at the band shell out in Central Park or whatever?
2: <laughs> the Red Bull band shell. Red Bull in uh, New <laughs> Jersey. we're you. playing it we're yeah. playing at your we're playing at your place.
1: Oh, your fans love that. And then what are I the feel, other stadiums? I feel like
2: I was gonna go I'm I'm deciding because I'm I'm supposed to go to Vermont on Saturday, but I do feel like the Red Bull the Red Bull Arena games, I feel a special compulsion to go because I feel like those those get unfairly, unfairly ignored by our fans. Yeah, it's a soccer
1: stadium. It's yeah, it's soccer, a soccer stadium. stadium you
2: have. It's not, I mean, for most people, not harder to get to than Yankee Stadium or City Field. And uh, yeah, anyway.
1: What's the third stadium?
2: So City, City Foundina and then
1: what's the other
2: one? We played Yankee Stadium on Saturday. Oh, got it. That Those already three. that already happened. Yeah, yeah. And then you're not Those playing were...
1: any more Yankee Stadium games for
2: the rest of the season? No, this is this is this is it because um I, uh yeah, for because of the playoffs, they never let them schedule right. things in October. We're gonna we have I mean we also we only have one home game left and um in October and that's supposed to be at Red Bull arena too, but they are trying to move that into, to city field now because uh, the Mets are not making the playoffs neither are the Yankees, but I don't know, for some reason, Yankee stadium is not available. Uh, So I think that game could move, I heard, but, uh, but it's not, it's not official. So anyway, but Yankee stadium, we're done with, we may have, it's now City Field, Red Bull Arena, Red Bull Arena unless when
1: when you make the playoffs, where are those
2: games going to be? We are not making the playoffs, I'm sorry to say. What? I mean, now it's we're getting close. I mean, I def- I definitely said goodbye to that idea a few weeks ago and we're getting close to mathematical
1: elimination.
2: mathematical el- elimination. It's like I I read a chart today, you know, people have these percentages. And we have, uh, if we win all of our remaining games, we still have a ninety-seven sh- percent. Not that there's any chance of that happening, but if we did, we still have a. N- that would get us in the pr- into uh, uh, the playoffs. I guess ninety-seven percent of the time, if we win four out of five, it's fifty-one percent. And but at three out of five, it's like seven. So basically, uh. You, you lost when you started we, bringing
1: up percentages. Just you have to get forty points ish. In, in this in like, well, the point I'm making like is the point I mean we're getting right. we're
2: getting to the we're getting to the point where even even mathematically it's getting it's getting right. uh, we're getting close to eliminated. But of course, you know everybody's saying we're going to fight. I mean, what are they going to say? Like, there's no chance. Uh, of course, they can't they can't say that. But so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stay at it, but. This was this this game, I don't know. Do you wanna you wanna get into it a little bit? I don't have that.
1: I want to talk a... about what Daniel Young was talking about. We'll get into that in a second in the chat. I have a video to share. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. So do you but keep going with your thoughts? We'll yeah, to your I mean for me
2: though. I for me this 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 um, you know, you know, I'm I'm not one to ask for the coach's head gratuitously right. and but this really this game was pretty dispiriting, uh, just in terms of you know, like because in the past we've had that sort of the setup is, you know, the Red Bulls are 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 who they are and and uh, have that have that sort of chaos ball, the the high press, and we're supposed to counter with quality, right? We're supposed to be the and this and the first two games that we lost this year, I felt like, I know you we had we had some disagreements about. Our interpretation of how that went, but I felt like we actually did pretty well, sort of making our way through the press, and and then our midfield just kind of that's where things sputter. Like we, we didn't have any real offensive ideas, but I think in terms of the tactical setup, I felt like the team the team did pretty well. In this on on Saturday, there was no there was no more of that. It was like an absolute. Yeah, there were zero shots by half It was time. like an zero. admission of defeat. It was like we are not going to even try to play out. We're not going to try to play. We're going to just we're going to kick it long. We have Munsef Bakra now, our our number 9 who can run in behind defenses and we're going to and actually in the beginning there were a couple of moments where that almost worked. It seemed like the uh uh Red Bull defense was not necessarily expecting that. And so they were, he, he 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 came close a couple times, but then after like 10 minutes in the two center backs figured out that that's what's going to happen. And then he kept, you know, we kept like hoofing it to, to him and he was up against two center backs and there was just no, uh, and so I thought that was pretty, I mean, the, the team, the team showed up, the fans showed up, they were 29,000, the team, uh, I felt like had the fight, like they were engaged and, uh, um uh ready you know ready to to ready to go to battle but like in terms of the game plan it was just like this is what we're doing we're just gonna hit long balls to our lone to our lone striker up front like I thought that was that was that was pretty sad that made me sad
1: I didn't see much quality from backman either I mean I was young but
2: the, well the, I mean the thing he stuck he, out to me he was, was that- up, he was in a, on an island you know for a lot of it yeah, but what so was your what was your
1: Talis tip? Magno comes in at the 89th minute when he come in. Comes in late. Yes, yeah, Straubitschein. And Talis Magno is this mystery, right? Where we're like, he's been dropped. Hasn't played in a while. And like you said, he's the highest value player who's not playing, essentially. Anyway, he comes on the field to replace Backman, right? Because he was the original number nine before uh, Backman came in. Right. And I don't know about you. I saw a, pl- a player that was much more ready to go. I don't know. That player, I'm like, why did he lose the spot again to this guy? Am I well, wrong? Well,
2: I, I, yeah, this is a good. Well, he's not a nine; he's a winger, and I mean, I think, I think you know, they, the, the, yeah, this is, this is another, this is another, I guess, has to be another knock on on the coach in a way. Like, I mean, so that he, they, it was his, the number nine was his spot to lose this season, and he didn't take it, so that's on him. He did not. He didn't perform. But then, you know, like at this point, that he he doesn't. There's a few games he didn't come off the bench at all, or now he came in the 90th minute. It seems like you should get Bakra and Magno on the on the field at the same time. Like there has to be. There has to be a way. And uh, we have not seen that. We have seen Talis either not play or he or come in as the nine uh uh as a as a Bakra replacement and yeah that is just not that's yeah, just not he happening was like, and it seems good. it's almost uh, like was... it seems almost punitive i mean right. right i'm like i mean he was his he was he was again you know he showed some he has he's a very talented guy he showed some sparks but then he also you know he, he didn't really get any any shots off and yeah, I don't know. We're we're not we're not a functioning we're not a functioning team right now and it's We not... got some shots off. Oh, you we got, got some shots, shots off. off you had you had, we some, you had some good you had some good looks. We had I some mean, great throughout looks. throughout the Red Bull, yeah, you had the better chances really throughout the entirety of the game. However, uh, I want to share a video here. The problem with our
1: opportunities is our opinion on what a number 9 does. I want to play something here. Okay, let me know if you can Coach, hear it. Can you hear? it? I can. Uh, he's played in
2: nearly like
0: every regular season. Coach Tom Marley. Marley.
2: Oh, this is Troy. Yeah, Troy Lassane. Right, he didn't put his suit. He didn't put a right. suit on because he he. This is at Yankee Stadium. You stadium. can see
1: because they're in the keg room. Probably there's a fold out table here on the bottom. The press officer doesn't have a seat. He's with a laptop on the side. And then Troy who who is not at the game because due to a suspension, right, is taking questions. There's two microphones on this Costco table, and a quick step and repeat with no sponsors on it behind. You know, I I'm telling you, this looks like the keg room. I don't know where they film this, but this is the post match press conference. Mm-hmm. And he was given a question about our super number nine,
0: Coach Tom Marlowe played 89 minutes today. Uh, he's played in nearly every regular season game this year. He ranks 134th in shots taken across the entire league.
1: So just to, to clarify, what the, the guy just said, what the journalist just said, was Tom Barlow ranks 134th across the entire league of shots taken. He's our number nine, and he ranks 134th in, in a league of 2019.
0: <laughs> what is your message to the fans who are losing confidence that we are going to win any of these last six games and make the playoffs with someone like him on top? Tom Barlow, though, I I appreciate the statistic that you gave me, but if you look at the statistics of what he does in relationship to our style of play, he's an absolute monster. This guy runs and presses better than any nine in the league. So if there's a number one rating for that, I would say he's number one for that. Um, I know nines are judged on goals, but nines are also judged in our style of play of how do you disrupt the opponent high up the field? Do you ever see New York City kick the ball and be direct like they were tonight? Part of that is because of... uh, them maybe changing tactics because they're trying to exploit something that they see that, that maybe we're weak in, But also part of that is because they're always under pressure and that's because of Tom Barlow. And so I, I can understand the frustration. We're all frustrated with not scoring more goals, but it doesn't lie on one player. Um, But, but I'll take that those questions on all day long for a guy that I see puts everything that he has into every day for this club. So I back him all the day, all day long. Thank you.
2: All right. I mean,
1: we don't need a number nine that scores goal. We need number nines that press and disrupt. He's a monster on that. And I'm just like, I don't think that's true either. To be honest, I mean, like, it's kind of true, but like, I'll take a number nine that scores goals. Maybe that makes me weird. I, I don't know. I well, want. I mean, these
2: days, nine. I think I think they're both. I mean, I understand what he's saying. There's they're both important. I mean, we know this from from Tati Castellanos. Tati was a was a pressing machine before he. Started scoring regularly, actually. So I think that is a good, it's a good way to, it's a good way to, to, to keep your spot, you know, because coaches do, uh, do like to see that. But Tom Barlow sucks. Like, I mean, he's, he's a, like, he's a special, I mean, he's he got worse. He's a special, he, it was
1: bad. Now it he's worked. a
2: special kind of uh. like just, I mean, I was like, I gave myself the, the, uh, um, uh, self-imposed embargo of talking about Tom Barlow at this game because I was going to jinx, you know, because I've had this happen before right. with second-rate stri- strikers where I'm like, oh, here's Corey Burke, you know, like staggering off the bench again, barely able to walk. And then, of course, they you know, he scores or, or Dom Dwyer or all these like yeah, over the us. hill strikers that, ha- that have scored Josie. against us. So I was like, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about Tom Barlow today. But, um, um, but yeah, he's he's just he's not good. Well, Troy going
1: for bat for his guy. I, I edited a little bit. Pretty much he said that we've been limited with striker this year because Dante's injured, Corey's injured, and their new guy Cabeza. It's only been there for a couple weeks. He's just he's very Elias, polite, but he's just Elias, not
2: uh, Elias Manuel is and Elias not, can't also can't the, the, score goals, yeah. can't hit the, the the broad side of a barn. Yeah, right,
1: I texted you. Yeah, he, I mean he had two good shots, one wide and one straight to the keeper, which is what he's been doing all season. Right, it's like you know there's space in between the keeper and the post of the goal, Elias. You know, and that, then
2: right? one and then Matty 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 Ice Matt Freeze, who I think has now outright won. The, right. the 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 starting spot made one very one very six sa- one six save against against uh against omir fernandez direction I, right? I don't remember it was the other side of the stadium so i don't uh it wasn't I'm elias, sure it was, elias
1: doesn't but it was
2: uh, uh that was that really looked like it was going in and um it was the moment
1: we had one at the very beginning i think it was elias where it was like one-on-one it was the eighth minute and just wide i'm like yeah, you just need to nail one of them. We just don't have the quality to do that. So, which brings me back to the chat here. Daniel Young, hello, Daniel says it was a decent result for both sides. I mean, it was. We but we both eliminated.
2: Each well, other. I mean, it's. It, um, I was going to say, like, it really didn't help either team. Like, no. both both of these teams. I mean, in reality, uh, as you correctly pointed out last week, is we're already both out. Really, right. for all for all practical. Now we're double all, confirmed. By all, by all practical uh, uh, purposes. And so the tie really just makes it worse for both teams. Um Confirmation, we call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway,
1: a great atmosphere for NYCFC fans. Bad showing for Rebels fans. Very disappointing. Only 50 people. Remember talking about the bad showing for the Rebels fans I thought it was bad on their fans. The, yeah, all, all what that is, Daniel, is the fa- the the club has lost the fans. So they lost them a few a couple months ago, uh, and then it doesn't matter what's going to happen. The gate like a a Hudson River Derby didn't draw them out. Nothing's going to draw them out. They're essentially lost. Mm. So the New York Red has a lot of work to do. They have to. They're making all these promises. They just had a big shuffle where they hired a whole bunch of new marketing folk and and beefed up their marketing staff and beefed up their management staff. The New York Red Bulls has the smallest staff in the league. And two week, last week, they announced, I think, five new senior-level positions. A lot of promotions. It wasn't necessarily outside hires. But it was clues to that they're beefing up a little bit. And and Marta Grandpre has mentioned, and uh, our technical director, Dennis Hamlet, also recently mentioned that next season, they're going to have more money than they've ever had hmm. uh, to buy players. That's what he said. Uh, like I said, it is season ticket renewal time, but you know, me judging Garber with him just being passive aggressive about it, maybe he did do what he maybe he behind the scenes gave him a little bit of an ultimatum. He's like, "You guys need to beef up," or I don't know, I don't know what he said, but you know, something's happening behind the scenes. Lemonade's all right, made. all right, and uh, but it's just verbal right now. We don't know, but if they are to offer, and what I mentioned before with the whole. NYCFC's new stadium coming in, it's do or die time for the New York Red Bulls as a franchise right now. So they need to do something to make it exciting to go to them and be their fan base. And this season they disappointed It's the first time they're going to miss the playoffs in 14 years. And the last few years they've been limping in anyway. So they've been losing the fans slowly, but surely for a little while now. And today, and this season was very much like the exclamation point to that. Compounded with the fact that Dietrich Mateschitz, the owner, died last year. And the status of the club was overall uncertain for a while. That doesn't help. That's how the season started. Hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll see if this off season is a renewal. It needs to happen. It has to happen. Let's see if they do it. Let's see if they get the Antoine Griezmann. Yeah. Let's see if they get to bring in Antoine Griezmann and a guy that can put on billboards all over the city. I don't know. That'd
2: be I mean, that'd be sick. I would go see Antoine Griezmann playing. Yeah, they need jersey. to do something like that.
1: They need to they need to figure it out. What, I mean, there was a time when it was David Villa versus Thierry Henry, right? Big big uh, faces they could put on billboards. That never they, happened. Did they ever overlap or am I no. oh, you're right. Maybe never But still, this city But I, always I understand had but the
2: this I understand what you're saying. Right you 're right about, you're right you're right uh, conceptually even though that never yeah I guess
1: here Henry's right. last season was 13 and then vias was first was 14 I think right 15 so the 15.
2: 15 yeah
1: so maybe they never overlap but they should like there's no reason and why CFC and the New York Red Bulls aren't getting stars
2: putting on billboards and being like like Carlos well, we, don't, versus we don't, get, like they do we don't have relax. those kinds of we don't get those kinds of players anymore either I mean he, I know he, yeah we have um, uh, so, um, like said, we'll which that's happens. yeah, that's not, I don't think that's the problem, but yeah, no, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's definitely it's, our
1: end. So I don't want to see if CFC have 29,000 fans. This. I'm talking, more yeah, we R had 29,000, and I do All
2: feel right. like we have some, um, we have some quality on the roster, uh, even though the team is not currently functioning. I think we're not, uh, we're not that far off maybe i mean i don't know it'll be interesting I'm, i mean assuming we're going to get a we're going to get a new coach the last uh the last three coaches that we lost left because they had better offers so it's actually and so then the team was good and the coach left and they got worse so hopefully we're going to have a different experience we're going to get a new coach and actually the team will improve so uh that's going to be that'll be fun maybe but yeah that's next uh, that's 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 next year
1: Okay, I was gonna say. So you're thinking new coach in the off season? It's time.
2: I mean, I don't see how uh, Cushing, Cushing survives. Cushing keeps the job if he doesn't make the playoffs, and he's not making the playoffs. Who's your next coach? Who I? Who knows? No idea. No idea. I mean, I think. I think. not um, uh isn't he more of a Red Bulls guy? I don't think is he. Uh, that bridge is forever. He doesn't strike me as an NY, as a CFG, right? Type coach, but who knows? Some, who who knows? Gonna, we're gonna get some. Yeah, we're gonna get some other
1: some youth um, coach, some obscure youth coach to come out and be your new. Head I mean, coach?
2: maybe maybe uh, maybe Bellucci will get his get his chance. That'd be fun. He's been. Where's uh, he coaching right now? He's an assistant. He's a he's an oh, he's, okay. been a, he's been an assistant for a few years. Matty Belushi is um,
1: a former New York Rebels player, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. But he played for us too. So right. um, um, only for one, two seasons, I think. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think when, when Cushing came as an assistant, because Cushing, you know, he won Champions Leagues with the Man City women. Yeah, women's and. City. And, uh, what woman, woman, woman city, right. Well, man, Woman. Well, well, man, I got it. I got it. I got, I, I got you. I got, I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Stefan. <laughs> woman. Well, so, woman well, city. Man. anyway, when he came as an assistant, uh, to Ronnie Dyla, I did think that, you know, this was, this was probably with the idea that he would eventually become a, be a head coach because that seemed like. Kind of, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's sort of hard. It's it was it was interesting to see how the status uh, uh, compares between the men's and the women's game. Where he, after after winning the Champions League with Man City, women then became Ronnie Diala's assistant in MLS. It's like okay, so uh, uh, now there's no there there's no there's nobody there's nobody obvious and um,
1: our former head coach. Gerhard Struber, will be featured on the sidelines in the UEFA Champions League on Wednesday, oh, as boy. he's coaching Red Bull Salzburg. Is he against gonna have some,
2: uh, Is he going to have some next level? Some next level water drinking moves to show off for this <laughs> that's occasion?
1: What I, that's why watching. But it's just another <laughs> example of like <laughs> European coaches who fail in MLS within weeks get a much better job. Always waiting for them. Is like he a predecessor?
2: Up. Is his predecessor had sort of this like Hitler Youth kind of look, right? Like he he. Where? at Red Bull Salzburg? At, at Red Bull Salzburg. maybe I don't remember. I remember he looked. He had like this weird. But... I was like, "Wow, that's kind of." Anyway, I only so know
1: head of the coach Red Bull? I Salzburg. have. I
2: should start a. I should start a blog or a Twitter account about the fashions of uh, coaches. I have to, it turns out name? I have strong opinions
0: <laughs> constantly
2: about what people are wearing. I was watching uh, Forest Darmstadt? against Forest wow. against Burnley today and I was really I was I was really upset by what Vincent Company was wearing on the sideline on the sideline of Burnley. He, he was wearing a suit with a t-shirt with a white he was wearing a dark suit, I think double breasted even, with a white t-shirt. That's a thing of it, a
1: fashion. Patrick uh, Vieira does yeah. like that,
2: doesn't he? It's like a Patrick Vieira thing. Well he would uh, he I don't know. He had better, he had, he would wear like a jacket, maybe like a blazer, not like a suit. I don't know. A suit, a dark suit with a white t-shirt is questionable. Then he had a, he had a, a baseball cap on a black baseball cap. What team? With that. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it's Burnley. I'm assuming it's Burnley themed. You couldn't tell. It was like black on black kind of one of those like fancy. I was like, this does not, this doesn't work. I was not impressed. Anyway, this is it is
1: cool. A, if you start that blog, I would subscribe to it a hundred percent. That's a good blog idea, by the way. Gafferware, Gafferware. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the Heidenheim. It was either Heidenheim or Ausboy. I think it was Heidenheim game, mm. and that head coach looked like a hobo from a basement somewhere. <laughs> like I was like, he was wearing a shirt. It was like a club shirt and like sweatpants. But he's like a big, old, weird, fat guy. He has like my body, pretty much. And the shirt was maybe <laughs> that a little too short. Mean,
2: that doesn't mean and he like, did dress well.
1: Yeah, but he was dressed like my dad is dressed. But dad's retired. Okay. He doesn't care who looks. It's like, I don't know. I looked at that. I'm being like, this is the most unprofessional looking attire I've ever it's seen.
2: It's a wild to... Uh, Patrick Vieira, I, w- I was was were, were dressed, pretty, dressed quite well, I thought. When he was... Yeah. He... Uh, um, well, I you look at that him. through
1: rose-colored glasses, I think.
2: I remember when Mike
1: Pecky took over, the big question was what his fashion was going to be. And him and Benny, what's his name? Benny down at D.C. is now Houston. Benny Ball Boy, I forgot his name. Uh, come on, Benny, you know his name. Oh, Ben Olsen. Ben Olson. Him and Ben Olsen were old buds because they won the cup together at D.C. Right, right. And they had like a friendly rivalry of what you're going to wear. And Mike Pecky, right out of Abercrombie & Fitch or whatever, Wore a nice sweater, tie, pants combo, which was, I thought, really well done. I was like, "Good, that's good, that's professional, casual, professional." It's not that training's anzug which I always think is hilarious. Which is the wrong. Yeah, all the rage I mean, it's hard to
2: it's hard to get it right, right? Because you're like, if you wear I'm a about, track suit. I'm about a full suit, like Louis Van Hall style. Yeah. Always wear a pro
1: professional suit, but that's out of fashion. No one does that anymore i don't see the problem with that Except Wear a suit. The
2: weird yeah i I agree although no one does that I, well no. but i think it's not about in in my in my uh with my fashion opinions that nobody cares about it's like it's not that it's not just suit or no suit it's also the execution is you know troy Lassane, where suits that's like a professional but he looks like he looks suit. like he just came from the prom like it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. i don't think he I don't think I don't think they really work on him. Like it has to be, you know. There, there's- Kim,
1: Stu Holden and Taylor Twelman all look the same and dress the same. they some. They must have a sort of fashion consultant that tells them to wear light think, blue suits uh, or something.
2: Troy Troi- Lussain's um, suits have been worse than either but like, of those two. Give your haircut, I, I, I would say.
1: Well, if if the three of them were in a lineup, I couldn't tell them apart. Those are three identical white <laughs> men. <laughs> but anyway, but, but anyway uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Something about that. Yeah, anyway, what were you going we to say? We do to talk
2: about the fashions. Red Bull 0-0, um, I,
1: I kind of lost my place here. Uh,
2: so I don't, know, yeah. I don't know who our next coach is going to be. We've had, uh, well, who do we had? Uh, yeah, I mean, we get these CFG. I think, I think. You know, Domi Torant was Pep Guardiola's assistant, so that was a CFG internal thing. Ronnie Dyla. Ronnie, yeah, I don't think he's coming coming back. He was so unhappy with everything about. So anyway, I mean, he quit basically after a year and a half. Um, I
1: remember him and Tata Martino making fun of the referees once.
2: he was just he also spent too much time on social media he was upset with what people were saying about him online like he was just a he he (laughs) he just was not into it so I i don't i can't imagine he would he would come back and then ronnie dyla clearly like there were some um how's he doing uh in in what club did in, he go to again he's Standard in belgium liege? he he well he went he went to legion then now he's he uh he changed to bruges right
1: oh is he Lee i think he's
2: also he's also in the uh champions league isn't yeah he?
1: you're right you're right he wasn't standing in liege for a season yeah
2: he got an upgrade so he's uh, doing he's doing well i guess i don't i don't really can't are say him that I and
1: struber are gonna go at each other at the champions league
2: are they matched maybe the, up?
1: Maybe the Europa League later. I don't know. Maybe. Is Club Brugge in the Champions League this year? Uh, I...
2: You
1: have to talk about that at some point. Couldn't I don't remember them being Couldn't there.
2: Couldn't tell you. It's, uh, it starts this week. I know that. Let that's, me, right. Uh...
1: that's right. That's uh, right. So that's been the Hudson River Derby talk. We had a couple other things. I know I wanted to bring up the Colorado fans. Uh, other news is U.S. Soccer is moving their headquarters to Atlanta. That's been a whole thing.
2: Like all of it? Everything. I read that too. So, Everything. From they, so, so Soccer House Chicago is going to Atlanta?
1: Yeah, Soccer House in Chicago has been gone for about a year or two. That that's oh, that, that interesting. a while ago. See,
2: I don't even keep They up.
1: left Soccer House, and they moved to offices in downtown Chicago, where they're at now. And then that was just a temporary thing, as they were looking for a big old complex, which in a lot of ways makes sense because when Greg Berhalter was hired, they had these new rules. New rules where all national team coaches had to live at headquarters, which are in Chicago. And now they all have to
2: pack up and go to Georgia?
1: Right. And Dave Vandenberg, who was the U-20 coach based out of Austin, Texas, which he loved Austin, Texas, he's like, why would I leave Texas to go to Chicago? It's like I live in a year-round city – and Chicago has nine months of winter. It's like, why would we all live up there? So a lot of lot a lot of coaches quit when that when that announcement was made. And they had to hire a bunch of new coaches they all, they all lived up there to quote unquote share notes by the water cooler, or whatever the phrase was. Anyway, that happened, and then they were looking, they outgrew Soccer House because as an organization they got bigger. And essentially Chicago didn't make any sense. Soccer house was a gift. U.S. Soccer was at the World Trade, not World Trade Center so Empire State Building, for like a hundred years. Then they were given our offices in Colorado for the Olympics, I want to say, or the World Cup, or something. Maybe World Cup. They were given offices in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and then they were given Soccer House in Chicago as a gift for the World Cup. Hmm. And they were they were at Soccer House in Chicago for a long, long time up until recently. And now it's time. Now they're big boys. Now they have money. They thought. Let's build a complex with fields and training and offices and everything. Just a big but old complex. this is
2: also Arthur Blank f- Yes, like helping, right? Orlando,
1: Atlanta, and I want to say one or two other cities were all bidding for it. They were all in the running. And then it was just announced that Arthur Blank was the tiebreaker. He's going to contribute $50 million as part of this multi super new complex they're building in atlanta who gives and a f- oh, shit about what
2: like why would you bid i mean it's not like it's amazon it's not like it's going to create a ton of jobs oh, or whatever he
1: has his why reasons. do
2: people bid? like why is that attractive I no to
1: i have no idea you have to ask the economics guys for that but if four cities are fighting over it then
2: huh.
1: it means something to someone uh but but more and more i like the move because a it it's East Coast. The big deal is they need a place where all the European-based players have an easy flight. B, it's the Atlanta airport, which apparently is the busiest airport in the world. I used to think it was the busiest airport in the country. Turns out it's the busiest airport in the world. Yeah,
2: I realized I just uh, had to find that out for a crossword.
1: Yeah. So that means all the European guys, all the South American guys, wherever you're from, you can get a direct flight right to Atlanta. So that's a big part of it. Uh, it's year-round weather, despite the fact that it's muggy and hot as hell during the summertime, which is where they're going to likely be training. But, like, you know, they're athletes. I guess they can deal with it. And maybe it's good training. It's like it's like their version of swamp training. It's like how the Germans do altitude training in the Alps. Americans do swamp training in the swamp. And uh, it's probably cheap space. They got Uncle Arthur to help him out. And it just, it just uh, seemed like all all checks were checked off. So the U.S. Soccer HQ leading up to the next World Cup and moving forward indefinitely is now going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. So All right. There we go. And it's related to a topic I want to bring up in the Germany Hour. Because the DFB just finished. Teaser Teaser alert! Teaser alert! The DFB just finished their complex, and oh boy, is it an issue. A little bit of preview for hour two.
2: Ooh.
1: Um, And in a lot of ways, the U.S. soccer stuff that's been happening is now currently being copied almost person to person in the German soccer sphere, which I'm going mm. to bring up in hour two. So a little teaser there for hour two of the German world. So U.S. soccer is moving to Atlanta. Uh, other games in MLS, the LAFC confidently beat the LA Galaxies. The LA Galaxy are currently renovating themselves. There was a great article in The Athletic about them and their moves and their quiet little moves that they're doing with Billy Sharp and the fact they have a transfer ban, but they're still figuring out. And Miami.
2: And since, Miami lost a wild game to Atlanta.
1: No, messy. And no people messy. and the fans that spent five hundred bucks on tickets are complaining.
2: Well, doesn't say messy on the ticket. True,
1: I, I'm I'm a real soccer fan, so I'm like, it's soccer. It's not a freaking clown show. Maybe he'll be like, you know, he had <laughs> uh, he had Still two had- friendlies. He had to take a break. It's turf. I mean, the writing was on the wall. You should have known ahead of time. It was likely he wasn't going to play that game anyway. Uh, but also, it's a soccer team and a soccer league. I mean, I love Messi, but. The big news should be. I mean, people got their money. I mean, if
2: you were, if you're a Miami fan, this didn't go your way, but that was a pretty wild game. And Atlanta
1: home games are always packed, so it was just another night in Atlanta for them, and they comprehensively destroyed Sergio Busquets and Inter Miami five to two. Jordy Alba didn't play because he didn't want to play on turf. Oh, so here's big news for us, by the way. You know. Major League Soccer is always second fiddle to the NFL, right? Always, because NFL is big billion bucks, and MLS is this little startup league, and we have to share their stadiums, and you know, and we just have to do our best. I remember back in the day when Bob Bradley coached the Chicago Fire at Soldier Field, they refused to cut the grass for them because they didn't give a crap about them. They're <laughs> like, "No, we want it long. We'll cut it before our games because if we cut it before your games, you would ruin the pitch," and blah 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 blah. You know. And then a lot of teams that play in stadiums, all turf, Atlanta turf. He built it for soccer, but he was building it for football. Seattle turf, New England turf. Um, it's a five or six stadiums, all the football, it's all turf. Aaron Rodgers. Charlotte. Charlotte turf. Aaron Rodgers at MetLife, right, or somewhere, he really ripped up his ACL. And it started this strong debate where it's like, Turf is bad for football players too. It's just bad for everybody. I talked to a friend of mine who works for SoFi Stadium, and he he's also really in the sports. And he mentioned that like since turf started or whatever, since turf was introduced, ankle injuries have gone up seventy six percent. Like it's a, it's a it's a very clear correlation that turf equals way more injuries for the players. Hmm. So the NFL Players Association made a statement where they don't want to play on turf anymore. And seemingly, I think the NFL is kind of being held hostage. And I believe they even made some sort of an announcement that moving forward, all stadiums are going to be converted to natural grass surfaces in the near oh, future. Let's go. Which, which is like hallelujah for us. Like we won that one. We've been clamoring that for years. Soccer only belongs on grass. Soccer does not belong on turf. I don't care what anybody says. It's always weird on turf. The ball bounces weird. The grass looks like plastic. It's weird. A, a, a players fall hard, you know, and Jordi Alba doesn't want to play. The Australian national team played Mexico in in uh, Dallas, I believe, or somewhere where there was turf. And they complained afterwards. Their knees were just like, they're just like, what the hell is this? It's like, we don't, what, what is this surface? Because the rest of the world doesn't really know what turf is for the most part. Um, so, anyway, that's good news for us, right? I'll take it. Let's see. Let's hope it happens. Let's get that natural grass surfaces in.
2: Let's do uh, it. Uh,
1: and then the other topic I want to talk about is Colorado, hmm. and it's kind of a bigger issue, Bjorn. This season, <laughs> we've seen a lot of the fans. fans
2: the fans, fans are taking are in matters charge. into their own hands. Yeah, and I'm
1: loving it. I'm loving it. Colorado this week. Colorado fired Robin Fraser, and and they did this whole statement being like Robin Frazier sucked. They're like Robin Fraser was bad. Sorry guys, we fired Robin Fraser. And the fans responded with being like, Robin Frazier is not the issue. You're the issue. And they they had a very serious, like, it's you. Like, we're not idiots. We know that what's-his-face Kroenke is absentee and that you refuse to spend any money and you don't even, you know, Colorado Rapids is one of those clubs that are being left behind. And they're like, it's you. So in this game, and then Colorado wrote back with their letter being like, we're we're trying our best, and blah blah blah. All this back and forth, <laughs> and then, and then, at the game, they the the fans had did a twenty minute walkout. When in the twentieth minute, they were going to stand up and walk out. They sung "Country Roads" by John Denver, a song I've been trying to get Americans to sing in stadiums for a while now. They pulled it off. Good for them. And then after you that, been, you've her.
2: been trying to how how uh-huh. what what uh, what uh, Two or three what, years. what efforts have you made <laughs> to get going, this going? going on the
1: boards? There is a big <laughs> thing among the U.S. soccer fans of how our chants are terrible, and they are. You okay. know, I'm, you go to England and they I have the most creative chants. I right? believe
2: that we will win. No good.
1: Oh, it's terrible, U.S., U.S., all that stuff, and and they purposely refuse any new entrance because they want it very simple. The gatekeepers, the U.S. soccer fan mm. guys, who I have plenty of problems with, I'm not going to get into that right now, Gatekeep the songs. They keep them simple and stupid. And people have been complaining for years. Mm-hmm. I, I offered Country Roads. Country Roads. And too what's the problem?
2: People say it's too, too complicated. complicated.
1: Too complicated.
2: What do you, you want people to think? sing, Take Me Home, Country yep. Road? Or what's the.
1: I want in Qatar. I want in the middle of the world, I want an 80% US fan base. We're beating Holland one, not, or we're down Holland one nothing. 76 minute Christian Pulisic and the gang, they're so downtrodden. I want the whole crowd just to roar. Take me home, country roads, in the same where I'm sad. I kind of forgot the words. West Virginia, something, something. Take me home, country roads. You just want people to
2: sing a song?
1: The whole song, the whole stadium goes electric. The U.S. fans in the middle of freaking Qatar land, uh, they're looking up and they're like, holy crap, this – It's a rallying cry, take me home, country road to take the goal, to the home, boom, we eliminate the Netherlands, we go on to the quarterfinals. But that's neither here nor there. For whatever reason, it's too complicated. So USA just keeps singing, USA, USA, which does nothing.
2: (laughs) This seems more like performance art, what you have in mind.
1: The English fans do full things of like, they're so creative, right? What was the last? They did one. At the the England Scotland game, they have like a whole new poem ready to go, based on news from that morning. So it's like they're ready to go. There's no reason we can't be half as good as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that's another all topic. Right. Now I'm a lot. Oh, anyway, so Colorado, 20th minute. Colorado pulled it out. off.
2: They 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 uh, uh, enacted your vision.
1: Yeah. Then they stood up and they left. And then and they went put to banners. Vis- went they to West banners.
2: Virginia. We well, all collectively went to West Virginia.
1: I don't know if they did that. They did leave the stadium. I, that's... I did look at houses in West Virginia recently because according to the internet, it is the cheapest housing market in the United States. But mm. that's neither here nor there.
2: Got to be a reason uh, for that. Well, yeah, because
1: I'm not there. <laughs> uh, they put stuff out. They said, for the team, for the players, <laughs> for the badge, we deserve better. Something like that. They all left. And they left in the 20th minute. What did the stadium do? They turned off the clock 20th minute because they knew it was what was happening. What did the announcers do? They said nothing. They ignored it. They did not bring it up because, Bjorn?
2: State-run media. MLS state-run media.
1: media. MLS state-run media. We don't have actual journalists covering our league. We just have the league itself covering itself. Uh, uh, Anyway, interns came out and they removed We Deserve Better. That's all they removed. So it said, for the team, for the pitch, for the players. That's that's it. They took their message in a creative (laughs) edit. The inserts came out, ripped the We Deserve Better, and it was so (laughs) emblematic of what the hell's going on in It's such a fuck you fan. Like the leagues and the fans are enemies. The owners in the league and the fans are enemies. They hate each other. They're on the other sides of the fight. It's just so funny following Germany. It's so different. Like the fans are in charge over there. But here the fans are sheep. And they're like, you we you know, it's so it's so interesting. So I just, want, I just want to give props to Colorado fans for, for making a demonstration. Props to the Galaxy fans for getting their voice heard. New York Rebels fans, you know, I think we're two steps past that. We're mostly just not showing voting, up anymore.
2: Mostly voting with their
1: feet, yeah. With their with their lack of showing up. Uh you know, we had a lot, we had a few, we had a bit we had some we had other stuff. I forgot what it was. Austin FC players going viral on TikTok after the team was eliminated. You know, I'm loving the fans getting out there and showing up. But we need more of that. I vote for even more of that. Let's let's go. Let's go. So kudos to Colorado fans. Well,
2: and NYCFC fans seem to be in complete agreement that it is the coach's fault. Everybody that I talked to on Saturday was ready to. Uh, so so uh, yeah. So I think in our case we're just going to that's step probably, one. We're just going to go the old fashioned route and get a new coach. That's step
1: one. Mm-hmm. Uh, step two is does the coach get proper resources and support from his organization? Yeah. That's to, step be, two. Uh, be, to be, uh, be to be TBD. To be, I mean, yeah. TBD. All right. Do you have any other thoughts on the Bruce arena stuff for that?
2: Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything to say. It's just the, the weirdness continues in new England. They, they, uh, well, the, the, I'd like um, to start
1: with a retraction. Can I just do a retraction? Last oh, week, because
2: I, you said, "Okay, Richie yes.
1: Williams, I, I, he was fired for something off-field." I offered something I didn't hundred percent know. Uh, I want to correct it. He was fired for being drunk on yeah. the job. what so he was fired for he was he was on the booze while working. So they fired him. For not that. The, not the before, other,
2: yeah. So so um,
1: so he's still fired for something bad, but it so wasn't like uh, harassment, like I.
2: Like Kale, like would. Kale and Kyle, you're you're you will be uh, suspended from the Schnitzel Boys for thirty
1: days. Now, baby, this is independent <laughs> media. We're not censored. We say we, how
2: it is. We can make mistakes. If we fuck up, we face no consequence. We're going to offer retractions. I'm about to offer
1: retraction in episode two, too, by the way. I had two retractions ready to go for this week because I always listen to my podcast and then I'm just All like, right. oh, you know, that's 100% right. I should
2: correct that next time. I did not. I didn't see it. Okay. All right. uh, yeah. Anyway, in New England, they announced, uh, well, Richie Williams was the interim coach, and then they removed him after there was some weirdness. The players didn't want to train, or he gave a press conference.
1: Him and and Shallwe Joseph had to be physically separated beforehand. Shallwe Joseph?
2: We heard that. Yeah. So there were a bunch of a bunch of things came out. So then Richie Williams, there was a statement that that uh, what's his name? Kurt P. Yeah, Clint Clint P. A. I don't know. Clint P. A. is the the refs two coach is going to get promoted. The statement said refs two coach is going to get promoted, um, and the other two are getting fired other two assistants, but no word as to what happened to Richie right. Williams. And then they gave a press conference. People were saying, what's happening with him? They're like, well, he's not fired. We're just giving him some time off. And so, well, the n- now the is, latest...
1: Sorry, you got it. No, that. please, go ahead. He's the one who brought it up. So, it, it makes, like, if, if, if you're at work, Bjorn, and you bring up the, the work like you're like oh set, like
2: he's right right so they out. can't fire you can't Richie fire Williams you you're the one because he's the got complaint. he's got the whistleblower protection so but everybody hates him inspired. for ratting right. out everybody hates him for ratting out Bruce Arena so he can't be the coach anymore either and he's so seems it's very... now it's Clint PA, 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 PA. PA. and now he's gonna have Tab Ramos apparently as his assistant
1: that's new to me interesting
2: that's uh, that's the rumor this is not official but it's this is a a, a rumor that's circulating online today that Tabram, Tab Raymonds is going to be the assistant to Clint <laughs> and then they promoted somebody um uh as as the new Revs 2 coach who apparently has a has a checkered history of, oh, right. of place behavior. I mean, the New England Revolution are a, a an fire. absolute yeah. mess right now. All an right. absolute mess. If you're talking about, and that's and they lost the the Derby of Messes. I mean, that's who Colorado was playing in this right. game. Right, Colorado won. Game. Yeah, so Colorado won that Derby, the Derby of Messes against the New England Revolution, who are who are their own their own dumpster fire. So we
1: we're, were the on the field note gig in a land. They're the off the field, off
2: the game field, notekegen, Yeah, They're the started. PR
1: yes. dumpster was The that's, other PR dumpster That's
2: fire. true. That's true. No.
1: Anyway, that's it. That's, that's all I US, got. That's U.S. soccer. All right, boys, we got a lot to talk about. Deutsches football. Oh, Stefan We're... is
2: Stefan has never been. I, I'm going to say this now. He's never been as pumped for a Germany hour as he as he has been tonight. He has a list. He's got a piece of paper. So buckle up people. Meet us, meet us on the other side. You won't regret it.
1: It's time for some DFA talk and buy yeah, some and
2: buy some Etsy, buy some Etsy mugs. The mugs yeah, are beautiful. Good. I had coffee out of them this morning.
1: Or sweaters. It's getting cold. And we have a bunch of our friends heading to Washington, D.C. next week. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yep. All right. I'll see you guys over in the other stream. Hour one done. Hour two. Just getting started. Schnitzel night. Half time. Let's go. Let's go. Trust.